Welcome to the Married Christian Millennials Podcast with Jesse and Carly, where we share our thoughts on life through our experiences to help others grow. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, welcome back to MCM with Jesse and Carly. What's up guys? Welcome back. Today we're going to be talking about Carly's testimony, how she grew up a bit, you know, things she journeyed through in high school and college and how she found Christ. Yeah. So I'm pretty excited to talk about my wife. She's amazing. She's awesome. <laughs> uh, we had a little trial today because we went to the gym and the first time in weeks due oh to just being busy and traveling. Yep. Yeah. It's. How was that? We were doing front squats. That was a front killer. Front squats. Yeah. I'm going to be sore for the next two days. That is <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? You got after it yeah and uh she failed one lift but you know what she we got it back up on the on the rack yeah and you did it again yep but all that matters is i completed the round because you love running <laughs> i love I, lifting i do i like lifting too but i do love running because i'm not indoors i felt like you've loved like lifting more mm-hmm. now than when we first started after we when we were dating and married yeah, I've always loved lifting, but I come from a CrossFit background, so I love more the socializing of CrossFit <laughs> yeah. rather than the actual lifting. But Well, we are married on a budget, so we <laughs> have to put CrossFit aside for now. Yeah. Because I used to do that too, which is super exciting, but now we're lot. just lifting weights. Yeah, it's a lot easier to pay for when you're single. <laughs> It is. It is. We you know we've made that financial decision to at least put it off for now. Even though we both talk about yeah. going back, which would be really cool. We're we'll see. To get back, we'll but. see. But all right, Carly, wife, my beautiful love. Testimony Let's talk time. about your testimony. Woohoo! Can I just say I love sharing my testimony. Like a lot of people get freaked out. I love it because it just is. It's a good reminder for me too of all the greatness God has done in my life so oh yeah well that's what we're going to talk about it well we are going to start about start off Mm -hmm. talking a little bit about your childhood did you know who Jesus was when you were growing up was was he a part of your household um no I did not grow up in a Christian household um we I think as I got older we went to uh Christmas and Easter but there was never any real talk of God. Our religion growing up was sports. So our church on Sunday was the ball field. My brother was baseball. I was softball. And that was our life. So since I met you and my boss's family, who you know, the daughter, Jordan, mm-hmm. pretty well. You're the both softball yeah. pitchers. Yeah. I have learned that softball and baseball are a lot of work and mm-hmm. a lot of traveling mm-hmm. and a lot of time and commitment. Yeah. It's a, it's a full on job. Like when people ask like, Oh, what have you done for a living? I throw softball into that. I did that for 17 to 18 years of my life, including playing and coaching. And so, I mean that, that's a full on career. So, yeah, I poured everything into it. Before I, God, it was my identity. Well, I guess you could say it was like your God. 
in a way. Oh, full on. Yeah. Yeah. And so I guess we find security in God. We find our hope and faith in in God. Was mm-hmm. there anything that you had that you can go to when you were a kid? I mean, besides like, you know, your parents and comfort and, you yeah. know, talking to them. No. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't have anything. I and because I played sports, um, I wasn't able to get involved in a lot of like school community or hanging out with friends. Um, and so growing up, I really didn't have a lot of close friends because they were all my teammates and we all played and went to school elsewhere. Yeah. So you ended up going to college. What college mm-hmm. did you go to? Uh, I went to Azusa Pacific University, and even getting um, into that school was kind of a cool little story of itself. Yeah, well, that's a private school, right? Christian school? Yep, private Christian college um, down in Azusa. If you don't know where that is, um, it's right past Pasadena. Which is in LA, California. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So you get in there, Mm -hmm. you're going to hear about God. What was the journey like on your way there? Yeah. Leading into college. Yeah. Okay. Trying to find one, where to go. Um, growing up kind of high school and whatnot, my brother and I did not have a great relationship. Um, he's two years older. He went off to college and he got introduced to God and, uh, gave his life over to him. And when he came home from college, I noticed that there was a huge change and through the Lord changing my brother, Um, even the tiniest bit kind of introduced me to God. And I remember my first prayer was, God, if you can change my brother like this, I want to get to know you. And at that time I was trying to get into colleges, sending out letters, trying to get recruited. Nothing was coming up like zero. And I knew of coaches that wanted me to come play for them, but they like no communication. They would never get back to me on stuff. So really frustrating time. And so that was my first prayer was, I want to get to know you. If you can change my brother, I want to get to know you. And kid you not, like two days later, Azusa Pacific, I I did some research. and I was like, cool, I'll go, you know, send him off an email. And they replied back, went down and uh, they saw me once at a clinic. I skipped school for (laughs) (laughs) and... uh, drove that seven hours down and they offered me a scholarship right there and talking with my coach mind you after I graduated she said you know sometimes God just puts players out there that for no reason he just says you're gonna pick them up and I was one of them <laughs> so also humble brag about my wife she was a amazing pitcher <laughs> <laughs> we both just have heights that didn't grow to the sky so that was kind of like one of your dilemmas right in finding a school oh huge um for those of you who don't know me which is probably gonna be most i am five two um and yeah i'm very short however i will die by this shorter pitchers are usually <laughs> the better ones because we are so envious of the tall girls that we yeah, we just work our tails off. Yeah, which is awesome. So you end up taking this scholarship to Azusa Pacific. Mm-hmm. And how do you hear about God there? Um, 
yeah, first introduced, I mean, through classes, we had to take seminary classes. And so, um, which I just ate up. Oh my gosh. They were my favorite classes learning about, um, specific books in the Bible and just writing essays and really digging into the history, the nitty gritty. Absolutely loved it. Um, and that's kind of where I was first kind of really introduced, um, to the Bible and to, and to Jesus. Um, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, kind of got into some trouble freshman year. And, uh, I don't know if this is like a future question that you have, but I'm going to skip to it. Um, kind of got into some trouble with, uh, alcohol. You alcohol. were drinking, you're out partying with <laughs> yes, your friends. I was, yeah. You were doing what yep, yep, yep. a got, lot of college kids got caught, do. Got caught coming back drunk and, uh, almost got kicked off the team, lost scholarship, got kicked out of school. Uh, and that was a waking moment and an aha moment. And, um, that was a, like, bring me to my knees moment. And after that, I just knew the path that I was headed down was not good. And I had asked God to get to know him and I felt like I was just throwing it away. So I started taking my faith more seriously and, uh, yeah, not too long after got baptized. So it wasn't that you were like scared to be a Christian no. or had any reservations no. about God is that you were really seeking him to try to get to know him mm-hmm. and opening your heart up yeah. and just not making the right choices, which mm-hmm. I think is very common, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Hey, you're, you're away for college, you're away yeah. from your family, you're away from everything. And I think God kind of has a way of bringing us down to earth, mm-hmm. you know, and back to, back to reality. Yeah. yeah. Can I just say too, I was like a goody two shoes in high school. I come from a law enforcement background, so I was too scared to get into trouble in high school. And, uh, I was still like one of the goody two shoes on our team. And of course I was the one to get caught. Stupid. Yeah. But nothing wrong with being a goody tissue. I woke up being, I grew up, not woke up. <laughs> I grew up, you know, obeying all the rules, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah. I did get spanked a lot because I was a smart butt to my parents, but, <laughs> you know, never really got in trouble, uh, yeah. uh, you know. So I totally understand. But you want to know what? I would not change any of that during college, getting caught and living that experience because without it, I don't. I wouldn't be where I am. So and you would say kind of in the, that moment of your falling short mm-hmm. of even just the rules alone at your college, which are probably biblically based, you know, they kind of, yeah. you got to stay, you got a scholarship, you got to stay out of trouble. And we know? were a dry campus. So yeah. Yeah. But you, but you could say that that <clears throat> was like kind of the turning point of like, Hey, I really yeah. need to pour into Christ. Yeah, and I think a big part of it during that time, too, was my dad wouldn't talk to me. And with sports, like, I didn't know at the time, but I lived to please him and make him proud. Even though he was with my brother most of the time with baseball. It was like, I just wanted to make him proud. Um, And when he wouldn't answer my phone calls, wouldn't talk to me, like, two weeks, he wouldn't talk to me. And... I felt like I have nowhere to run. And that's what like brought me down to my knees and was like, God, 
you say you are our, our father. And I just remember praying with him and talking with him. And, um, I have really bad anxiety as well. And so he like calmed my anxiety during that time too. But yeah. So yeah, a lot of times you kind of want to run back to our parents and find some sort of comfort. Yeah. But sometimes they got to shut the door and like, Hey, you know what? You got to handle this one. You got to come come to the end of yourself and realize, you know, the biggest mistakes. It wasn't because your dad loves the heck out of you. So (laughs) it wasn't because he didn't love you. It's just like, Hey, you know, you got to feel the impact of potentially losing all the hard work that you grew up doing. Yeah. My mom was the mediator and I don't even think my dad wanted her talking to me at that time, but she would sneak calls to me and let me know, um, what he was thinking and all that stuff. But yeah, it was, it was a huge failure. So, but I don't regret it. When you, do you remember the the night, the moment that you're like, Hey God, like I really fully want to live for you. Um, was it a moment? Was it just over time? I want to say over time. Cause yeah, you know, I, I would say over time, but it really hit probably only a couple years ago. Um, you know, there was that moment in school and I gave my life to Christ through baptism. Um, and I didn't change overnight, but yeah, over time it was like, and where, where, where were you baptized? Um, at school, it was during an Easter service and there was a, uh, what is that called? Like a, a calling, like an altar call, altar call. There we go. Um, at the service that we were doing, I think it was CCV. I don't remember what it stands for, but the pastor did the, the baptisms. And then at the end did an altar call. And I actually wasn't going to go. Cause I was like, well, I really want to understand fully what baptism is and like the, the history behind it and what it truly means. Um, and I would say actually that was my first encounter with the Holy spirit. And, uh, just like something kept tugging me and I sat there for a while and he did an altar call and it was towards the very end when he almost stopped and something like just kept tugging and tugging and was like go get like go down there I know you don't understand fully but you will like just go and I went and uh man am I so happy I listened to that yeah that's awesome it's awesome here and then so we baptized that same day yeah um, they talked to me a little bit and then they baptized me and I knew what did you, were you wearing your, your own clothes or did they give you clothes? Oh yeah. No, it was like, oh, I mean, that's pretty cool. That's, yeah. you know, Hey, I, I, this I was is in, a moment, I, you know, yeah, I was in <laughs> girls will understand this. I was in skinny jeans, a tank top and some blouse. And it was like, my hair was down makeup on fully submerged in that water, came out a whole new person and sopping wet. <laughs> and I had well, no change of clothes. I'm definitely glad that God called it to that because, you know, I think you're wonderful and the things that you've done after, you know, coming to Jesus, which is something that I want to talk about too because you've, because how we met, you were on a missions trip. So God's mm-hmm. obviously called you um, to go, you know, to go make a difference and go to different places. So, what were some of the life changes that you saw 
after you're baptized and how did God mm. mature you and where has he sent you after coming yeah. to him? Um, you know, it's kind of crazy. Gosh, just his timing, you know? And even like talking about it now, he's still revealing things. Um, but right after I got baptized that same year, um, I lost a really dear friend, uh, out of just, it was, um, he was here one day, gone the next. And so it was a huge shock in my life. And I also lost my great grandmother, uh, within like a two week span. Dang it. I always think I'm good. And it's been years since his passing. Okay. We can get through this. Um, and he was a, your photography teacher. Yeah. So he worked with my parents. Um, he was our school resource officer in high school and he just took several of us underneath his wing and kind of taught us photography. And, um, he was super involved in our high school. Like he was seen as a dad to a lot of the boys. Um, and just a lot of the kids, really great guy. And, uh, so he died out of nowhere. Um, and he was like kind of the ones that I could come back and share my art and he would critique and kind of help me with. And anyways, um, so he passed, um, just overnight and then my great grandmother and with their passings, I still didn't really know anybody down there and didn't really have anybody to share with. And I was still very closed off and I went through a lot of depression. Um, but man, during that time, I just leaned so hard on the Lord. And if I didn't have him, I don't even want to think of what I would have done to bring calming to myself or, you know, to deal with that situation. I don't even want to know what I would have done. But, um, yeah, that was, I think when I fully grasped like the, the love and the grace and the power that God actually has in that he isn't this facade. He, he's real. He, he's there. And when I would be screaming in my car at like two o'clock in the morning, kicking my roof, just mad, I would talk to him. And I'd be mad with them. I would be so raw. But man, it brought so much healing. Because I didn't have anybody down there to like really help me through it. And I did. I just wouldn't open up to him. Yeah. So. That's um, good. That's powerful. We got through it without tears. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I would say right off the bat, like God knew that I needed him at the right moment or else that would have been a huge town spiral for me because even coming home from college that summer um I didn't deal with his death or my great-grandmother's death um I just kind of swept it under the rug to finish out season um and then I went through and my mom can vouch for it too I went through serious depression um like serious depression um to where all I saw was really darkness and he was like the tiny little p- 
pin needle of light that I just hung on to and uh, never went and saw anybody, never got diagnosed, but just dealt with it on my own and dealt with it with God. And yeah. <sighs> Sorry. <laughs> Um, so you know, yeah. in, in those moments, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's kind of like, well, God, you, you came into my life at the right time because you knew what was coming and you knew that I would need you in this time. Yeah. And the comfort that, that he brings. And that's not to say that losing people is easy with him, but there's a comfort that God does bring mm-hmm. and we don't really always, we never really could find maybe the answers as to why some people go. Yeah. Maybe when it's, we think it's not their time and it's yeah. not their age. Um, we kind of all believe that it's time to go when you're old, you know, some things are, are sudden, you mm-hmm. know, God has different plans for, for people but it's a blessing to see that he called you to him to have him there to draw you closer yeah. in, in losing, you know, people that are so dear to you. Yeah. And uh I'm not saying it's easy to lose people when you have God, but man, it's so awesome to have God while we lose people. Yeah. You he, know. He's a comforter. He, yeah. Cause you know, my mom and I are super close, but even at that time, there was she was dealing with a death in her department and that officer's wife worked for her and she was close with him so she's dealing with that passing of of a dear friend while also trying to console the wife and I didn't want to burden you know my feelings onto her because she's barely treading water too yeah and and I think it's awesome that in the bible you know he talks about casting your anxieties onto him yeah you know and really Allowing God to take our wounds and to take what's hurting us and and our worries and our thoughts and our depression because it can really get ugly. Yeah, evil's out there, and uh, they don't want they don't want you to uh, to succeed in in who Christ is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and you know, fast forward. graduated out of college and I got the opportunity to go play abroad and uh over in Netherlands and New Zealand so I became a international softball player for two seasons and even right out of that you know my job title was softball I was a softball player but little did I know (laughs) God was still going to use me to actually share the gospel with my households And, uh, I just think that was such a cool thing. And I didn't actually realize it until, um, like years later when I was home and I was like, wow, I actually, God used those times when I didn't even know it to actually share. And, um, the family that I was staying with in New Zealand, uh, had no idea what I was walking into. But man, I love that family so much. Um, Their father and husband passed four months before I got there. I think it was four months uh, before I got there. So I was walking to a very 
very sticky situation. Um, but got to talk with his widow and uh, just share share God's love and word and the gospel with her. And, you know, she had questions and um, sometimes I just had to tell her, like, I, I don't know. That is only for God to know. And um, towards the end, I actually got her and her uh, sister-in-law, uh, no, sister, to, to go to church. And I'm not too sure about her. I haven't caught up with her in a while, but um, the sister and her niece actually are continuing to go to church. And they hadn't been for a while until I invited them. So I think that's kind of cool how God is continuously working in them. And yeah. Yeah. And it's, and if you think about it, you went through a loss with your, your young teacher. Yeah. What 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 did he pass away from? What was Um I don't I think it was honestly, I don't know. I I don't know what he passed of. Um his heart just stopped and it wasn't like a heart attack. I don't know if it was like an artery that closed. I don't know. So so in a way you got to bring some sort of understanding to this family that you yeah went to go live with playing softball was like, Hey, mm-hmm. I know the loss of it's, it's hard when you lose somebody that's young, mm-hmm. you know, that, that you imagine having years ahead of them, mm-hmm. you know, you got to at least bring some sort of comfort and understanding to this family yeah, and growing through that loss. Yeah. So I think that was pretty awesome to see how God could use some of those hard moments to, uh, bring light yeah. to other people who are also feeling the, that, you know? Yeah. And I remember it cause, um, like you wouldn't know it meeting him that they were going through it. They were such a strong family and they hit it so well. But I remember one conversation I was having with Teresa, which was my Kiwi mom. <laughs> Love you, Teresa. Um, I just remember sitting and having a conversation and I could not recall what I just told her, but I know that it was straight from the Lord <laughs> and it was good. Um, but I was like, holy cow, again, another first experience where it was straight up the Holy Spirit speaking through me. Um, and I mean, I knew what I was saying at the time, but I just was so stoked afterwards. It was like amnesia, (laughs) but I knew it was good. And it was just, it was so awesome. Yeah. So I don't want to give away too much, but you ultimately came back home Mm -hmm. and you left again for missionary work yes now tell us a little bit about coming home and god putting this on your heart like what what was on your mind when did god put missionary stuff on your heart um i think i've always kind of had it on my heart um at least he knows he put the travel bug in me since i was born i mean my family we've traveled so much around the states and just me internationally um and I mean, in college, I went to Mexico when I was actually in Netherlands. I went to Cuba for a trip. And uh, so coming home from New Zealand, uh, a buddy of mine from high school actually posted about YWAM on Facebook. And I was like, what the heck is this? Now, mind you, at the moment, uh, looking at this, I was only home for like maybe two months and I was like I'm sick and tired of home I need to get out of here I need to get out of like 
I don't know, just out of home <laughs> and uh, was not looking at it for the right reasons. But um, that's kind of what started that journey. And um, I put it off, put it off and uh, it just kept popping up. And I was like, what the heck? Like, God, we squashed this. I would, I didn't want to do it for the right reasons. Like I wanted to do it for travel, not, you know, to serve you and glorify you and kept coming up. So I was like, okay, I'll look into it. And, uh, so I started looking into it and he really laid it on my heart. I was like, I think I'm supposed to do this. And, uh, at the time I was trying to start up my photography business and I was like, God, if you're telling me to put this on hold again, I'll put it on hold. And, uh, he just laid it on my heart. So applied, got in and, uh, yeah, that was kind of it. I applied for Kona and, um, what was it that you applied for? I applied for, uh, fire and fragrance through what? YWAM. Yeah. yeah through y- through which YWAM. for those that don't know, it is youth with a mission. Um, they're based out of Kona, but they have schools all over the world. But yeah, I signed up for Kona and uh, one of the guys, <laughs> okay, sidetrack a little. One of the guys um, in the school started this Instagram chat room, right? And uh, they would do like video calls and whatnot at 2 a.m. in the morning. And I just was not about it. So I started looking at all the ages of these kids. And I was like, I'm going to be like a grandmother. I was 24 at the time. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to be the grandmother of this group. There's no way. So I was like, and the other place that was on my heart was Himalayas. I was like, hmm, wonder about this. And I started looking, I was like, well, it is cheaper. So um, (laughs) I prayed about it and I kid you not, I had three people in one week at work while I was working at REI. And three people, two of them, one had been a missionary over there, one had a son that was currently a missionary, and the third was a traveling nurse that had worked and traveled over there. And I was like, if that ain't a sign, Lord. (laughs) And so, um, yeah, I had to do another interview, went successful, got in. And that was, that was it. I was going to Himalayas. And so went there. Um, it was a three month school out of Kathmandu and then, uh, um, did a three month outreach and our location was Philippines. So we went to the Philippines and served for three months two months and then came back for a month but yeah so so that's awesome it's awesome to see that how god can lead you to him Mm -hmm. work in your heart go through some hardships because i thoroughly thoroughly want people to know that when you come to christ jesus life still could be hard oh yeah there's still gonna be some hardships but when you cling to him and draw closer to him Mm -hmm. He will bring you comfort and you will gain so much by spreading his love and yeah. his gospel. Yeah. Which you could see that he has done in your life mm-hmm. and continues continues to do it to this day, mm. which is great because we have found a church that we became members of mm-hmm. called Doxa. And yeah. this is going to be our first weekend serving. It is. And can I just say that I've been praying for a church like this for like seven years. And so, I mean, just his timing is just perfect. It honestly, every single time. And this is why I love my sharing testimonies and recalling on like 
things that Jesus has done throughout and in my life because it just he continues to show things here and there like I had prayed for many years for community didn't know I just had to go all the way over to Nepal to find it um and man did he undo me over there isolated and undid me and built me back up into the woman I am today and uh then just consistently praying for a church like Doxa for here it's we've never had one like it so it's a huge answer to prayer awesome well to conclude this podcast it's been great is there any bible verses that you have memorized that you kind of cling to or anything that you that kind of always speaks to your heart deuteronomy this is my favorite deuteronomy 31 6 um and even though it's my favorite not gonna lie I haven't read it for a while so uh just to make sure I'm getting it right let's see there we go um and I would actually always say this in college too but uh before big games and so 31 verse 6 be strong and courageous do not be afraid or terrified because of them for the Lord your God goes with you he will never leave you nor forsake you and it's just a great reminder that no matter what battle you go into, even up against the mightiest warrior, God's right there with you. Mm-hmm. And nothing that you do is alone. So, yeah. Well, I thank you, babe, for sharing your testimony. Yeah. And we thank everybody for being a part of this podcast. Mm-hmm. We really want you guys to just subscribe, write a review, share it. Uh, our mission is to help others in this world, you know, help people in life, help, you know, spread Christianity, um, understand, you know, kind of the millennial life that we're living and things that we see in this world mm-hmm. because, man, we're seeing a lot and a lot of changes and a lot of things that we don't agree with. Yeah. And some things that we do agree with, it's full of division, mm-hmm. you know, man. And then even being married, man, like, I feel like it's so hard for people to be married in a world that doesn't really put marriage on, I don't know, it's like a pedestal, like like in the wrong way, but, you know, marriage isn't that big of a deal, you know. It's just a paper nowadays. Yeah, and to us as Christians, you know, we want people to realize, like, how important marriage is to us, how Mm -hmm. important it is to be faithful to one another. And uh, things that we see out there that could really divide, you know, a marriage. So obviously we're young, but we have got some people that I would love to bring on and talk about their marriage and how things could, that things that they do that keep them together and Mm -hmm. how having God in the center of marriage um, just brings so much more joy and peace. Because I know in so far our three months of being married, (laughs) I'm so glad that God is in the center because it would be hard and difficult, you mm-hmm. know, but he strengthens yeah. us. Yeah. And helps bring a love into our lives that mm-hmm. really just makes this marriage so great. So yeah. thanks for joining. Thanks for listening guys. Thanks for listening to MCM podcast with Jesse and Carly. Make sure to follow us so you don't miss an episode and share with your friends. 